I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yo, what's up? You're listening to the Alternative Facts Podcast. Billboard's podcast for rock, alternative, punk, emo, metal, indie, experimental music, all sorts of things you could consider alt. My name's Chris Payne. I'm a staff writer at Billboard. I'm your host. So we're back. That's how I should preface this episode. We are back. It's been a few weeks since we last posted a new one. I apologize. Been a really busy week, a few weeks at the office with year-end stuff, uh, holidays. I was sick on and off, but we're here again here to close out the year with this episode and one more to close out the calendar year 2017. And uh, I'm in the process of getting lots of exciting interviews together for next year, too. But this week's, let's not get ahead of ourselves, this week's we are back with Weaves. They are a punk band from Toronto. They put out a great album this October called Wide Open, and this is what they sound like. You're about to hear me chat with Jasmine, she's the singer, and Morgan, he plays guitar. They came by the Billboard office when they played Rough Trade in Brooklyn a few weeks back, and I had a great time talking to them. Uh, There's a lot in here about touring life, keeping sane, staying inspired, and engaging in activism while on the road. Um, There's actually lots of guitar talk in here for all you guitar players. Morgan has a really unique way of playing, and we dove into that. His technique is really, really interesting. I've rarely, I don't think I've ever really heard a guitar player who's quite like him. We talked about uh, also Toronto, where they're from. This is a really great talk with an excellent band, a good people, and I think they deserve a lot more attention. So here it is. This is my talk with Weaves. Yo, guys, thank you so much for coming by. Second day in a row in the Billboard office. We can't get enough. Yesterday, we were trying to park somewhere around here with our like Impossible. Ontario minivan. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. Yeah, we felt <sighs> stupid. And then we went into this one parkade, and they were oh, going to yeah. charge us $60. $60. Yeah, I hope you didn't do that. We didn't. No. Okay, good. We did a $40 flat rate, which seemed like whatever. Yeah. It's just strange because you keep your keys in the van... 
with your gear. With your with the gear. I don't know. We don't have parking lots like that. Like valet in style. Canada. Yeah. Where you just sort of leave the leave door open and they t- they tell they're like you gotta lock your keys in your van in you order the, to park at our parking. You leave van. it yeah. unlocked with the key in it. In it. You're like that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound safe. Yeah, we thought we would come back and they would have all our gear set up and they'd be like yeah, playing jamming. <laughs> show tunes. Yeah, sh- yeah, jamming show tunes. <laughs> Welcome to New York. Ah. <laughs> And you guys are playing Rough Trade tonight. Excited yeah. for the, I'm I'm excited for the show. Yeah. yeah, it'll be fun. You did a little something there last time on tour, right? Yeah, we played. It's like a dinner, it was like a, a dinner time a show, daytime, yeah, dinner show, yeah, dinner theater, showboat. Yeah, we got the headline spot this time. Yeah, hell very yeah, exciting, very exciting. Yeah, new album. Mm-hmm. Wide open. Yeah, we're gonna talk about it. Tell me, because you guys are mid tour right now, so just give me the lowdown on how tour is going. Well, I guess we're like a week in. <laughs> yeah. And week in, how long are we gone? Another month after this or yeah, something? another month or so. It's so. going well. I think everyone kind of knows each other now, so we're kind of like not surprised by each other's quirks. and just It's everyone, pretty smooth. You just sort of know. You just give a look <laughs> to another person. It's like, okay, this person's having a weird moment here. Just give a okay. knowing glance to someone else rather than engaging in, yeah. in, in that. Yeah, it's more smooth. Yeah. Stay away from the uh, bees' nests. Yes. This, this is the same, um, besides the band lineup, the same touring lineup, management, and the whole touring party for Weeds, same as last time. Mm-hmm. Same entourage. Nice. Yeah, same, yeah, same entourage. entourage. You got some nice continuity. Yes. Yeah. Same, uh, same fan. Same emotional problems. Different running shoes. Yeah. Same emotional problems, different running shoes. <laughs> yeah. So you guys are in that second <laughs> that second phase of bands and finally getting to go out there, tour, play when you have two albums to work from. Mm-hmm. If you, you finally have old songs in your set, songs that you can really call like this is an old one. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We do, and now we're classics, kind of classics, classics. From 20, 2016 classics. <laughs> well, we also have from the EP too. Oh yeah, EP 2015. Something. I know it's all about like trying to figure out how to make the new flow happen with yeah. the new songs. And, yeah. Oh, do we go to an old one here? You know, a lot of uh, subtle intricacies of set list. Yeah, you get so comfy in your, I don't know, first album, and then you have to sort of like say goodbye to some. Yeah. It's a bit of a, you know. I like what Pixies apparently they would do because they think song order doesn't matter at all that they would do like alphabetical set oh, really? sometimes huh. but maybe they just said they did that but i like that it's just like order doesn't matter but it does but order does matter because you you can't just you have to take people on an emotional on a journey. journey you know or if your songs are all in different tunings yeah, right. yeah. alphabetical could be kind of difficult yeah, yeah. we've got some we got some new tunings on this record. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah, it's really it's, it's an interesting. We're gonna get into it and talk talk about how it came together. But I still want to touch on the live show a little bit because I was able to catch you guys on tour at Babies All Right in New York behind the last album, mm-hmm. and yeah, I was just really really into how like fun and improvisational you guys are. Mm. Like Jasmine, like you get out there, you get into the crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like to have fun. <laughs> you like to make connection with. Yeah, I think it's important. And it feels more like a family or something when you're. I don't like having that like divide of sure. audience and. I, 
I think when I was younger, like the shows I liked the most were ones where the band was looking at the people in the front and were trying to like make a connection rather than just like being cool. And, you know, I like having that type of, it's also uncomfortable a little bit, which is kind of fun. Like people don't, when you look yeah, 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 people don't up. always love <laughs> direct eye contact. So I think it's kind of a fun thing to, to like mess with people and <laughs> Then they almost like then they feel more open. They relax a little bit because it's like oh she's just like having fun and we're we're here together. So I don't know. It's fun. Yeah, it keeps the audience from being you know mind wandering passive. It makes yeah. them be engaged in it. But once you break that down, mm. they're they're on the same team as you guys. Yeah, it's it's sort of just like like an icebreaker at a really awkward dinner party. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And it's to get people out of like I guess people are so like passively looking at their. Uh, you know phones all the time that Mm -hmm. it's like oh this is a live music situation so we can like be alive together and improvise and I guess the the nice thing about a live band is you're not on a click it's not like electronic or hip-hop show it's like we're all playing these instruments right now so we might as well really make use of like the best part about live music which is I don't know I like improvisation and Mm. you know to do the Led Zeppelin thing and kind of go out on a limb with an audience. It's kind of exciting. And then if we nail like going out and we come back in at the same time, then the audience and us all feel like, Oh my God, we made it back. Yay. We're (laughs) safe again. Like, yeah, it's nice to have that tension of, Oh, are they going to, are they going to ruin everything Everything or are they going to come back together? Yeah. Going back to your earliest shows, have you always been so participatory with the audiences Mm -hmm. i think so yeah i don't know from when i think when i first started playing music i always just liked going into the audience and like being i don't know it's something just a new person you know it's a different does it make it easier too because it's like the onus becomes less on just you it's like okay let's all like get into this or something um I don't know, because everybody's still staring at you, so it's still, like, a bit of a, like... But I like, you know, we did this show in in Canada a couple days ago, and there was, like, a mosh pit that was starting, but then I kind of went down there and was like, let's all hug instead. (laughs) Because it was getting a little male pushy. And so we all just started (laughs) hugging, and we had this big group hug, and I was like, wouldn't that be nice if, like... Rather than pushing each other to show we like music, we like hug each other and make eye contact and like, I don't know, just do something else besides like aggressive behavior, you know. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that it, the vibe reminded me of a Downtown Boys show. I think they're another mm. band who's very good with kind of having fun crowds but making them much more like happy, yeah. all-inclusive sort of yeah. pits inst- instead of very aggressive, yeah. angry pits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why, why are pits, pits, it sounds so armpitty, but um, mosh pits are so male-driven, and it's like, oh, whoever's biggest has well, I think the that's most why fun. <laughs> it's like terrible. Like Riot Girls were like, or like Kathleen Hanna was like, all the women come to the front mm-hmm. because like she didn't want that like negative space of like grunge music was so much about like macho guys and like punk, mm-hmm. like crowd surfing and, and moshing is like very much for kind of like... Guys guys to hurt each other in a way <laughs> you and blow off some steam it's so weird i guess certain music lends itself to kind of more aggressive body movements but it's weird just the pushing people and then there's yeah. people just trying to watch and they just get crushed it's like 
That's not really fun. No, exactly. It's weird. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure like so when you when you have the mic in your hands and you're sort of directing things and you see mm-hmm. that going on, you're like, all right. Yeah, you at least this. try and like, I don't know. You're not, it is, you can't control it, but you can maybe facilitate like happier behavior. Sure. <laughs> you know, if you're smiling on stage and you're having fun, maybe that like instigates a, a more positive uh, experience or I don't know. Mm-hmm. We played with Downtown Boys in somewhere in on our way back from South by Dallas in Dallas. And, but that was fun. Cause there was all those like fun girls in the front that were just yeah, like were having cool. a real time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, it's fun to be interactive and like, I don't know. I, I when I see music, I want like a real show. I want to see them like be put on a rock and roll show. So that's what we try and do. And probably because I asked about when you guys were starting off, figuring playing some like much smaller venues, places mm-hmm. where there wasn't even really a stage elevating yeah. you above everyone yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're just sort of staring at the people on the common ground, same level as you who are right in front of you, it's a lot more natural. Yeah, to just, just, just like go get out in there. there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the thing that kind of sucks sometimes with barriers and security is you can't get down there and like I'm not really good at jumping you know some people just jump off they jump down and then they jump back on I wish I was like more agile <laughs> but I'm wearing platforms so I can't do too much but yeah do you have any fun stories that stick out involving just audience participation I liked the group hug the other day that was nice and have we had any fun uh... well you know you always get you invite people on stage to dance, yeah. and then they oh, in Iceland jump that all was over fun. Our pedals, yeah. In Iceland, we had um, remember that um, everybody came on stage during motorcycle, mm-hmm. and yeah, that was the only thing though. Gear they sometimes you forget of, about. They step on all the, the gear. Gear, <laughs> and my I was gear, like, my watch gear. the pedals. <laughs> but yeah. like everybody came on stage, and it was like a really special crowd. I think, but I don't know. It's always like a fun. Stuff happens. Stuff then, happens. Yeah. It's pretty pretty regular for us to have a bit of a like wild end, I guess. Yeah. Unless like we're all depressed and the audience is depressed. Yeah. Then sometimes we can't overcome that. We sometimes we can't overcome the, the stillness of the crowd. <laughs> and the stillness only, of ourselves. Yeah. You can only do so much before you know. Because then you just look like like a dad who's trying to like turn a bad family trip around or something come on everyone have fun with us sometimes people just want to stand there and that's cool too yeah that's fun too yeah i mean there have to be like little lulls for people to catch their breath yeah yeah and there's some listening to be done it's not all jumping around so yeah yo a second ago you mentioned iceland tell me Mm -hmm. about that what was that crowd like what was the experience like of just going to iceland with the band it was amazing we got invited to play two years ago i guess did we have an album out i don't know and um it was just very magical i don't know we see we saw ariel pink we saw ariel pink father john misty tanya tagak we saw that's where we met tanya oh yeah i was gonna ask you about that but after you're done you can tell that story but yeah keep telling me about iceland Um, was this was this a festival yeah Yeah, iceland Iceland airways Airways. okay was this 24 15 maybe because i was in iceland not specifically for the festival but i was i happened to be in iceland during airwaves i Uh, think 2015 yeah maybe it It might have been 2015 or 2016 yeah maybe 15 yeah yeah. and we um it's kind of cool because with that festival they only invite you can only play it once it's very unless you're bjork unless you're bjork um 
But so we got invited to play and uh, I don't know, we rented a vehicle as well. We did our own little Oh, yeah, we did a little day the... trip. We looked at some waterfalls, at some um, geysers. Yeah, I saw mm. geysers. Didn't realize That's geyser right. is an Icelandic word. I know. Yeah. And also at, there's a mall in Toronto and I didn't realize that the fountain was based off of the geyser. Oh, really? The Eaton Center. Oh, wow. That's a geyser, basically. Huh. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, I don't know. It's just they, like a. It was. It's like, magical. So there. beautiful. Oh yeah, and it's, they, they believe in fairies, of course. Yeah, it's a magical. There's fairies everywhere. There's candles, and they light place. candles everywhere. I mean, because yeah. it's kind of dark and gray. That, like, even if you go for coffee in the morning, there's candles lit. Yeah, it just so makes nice. everything seem like, I don't know, like Sade should be playing yeah. or something. It's all very like untouched, and you're just like, wow, it's Earth. You know, mm. you feel like you're on the Earth when we, you're there. We definitely like blasted Bjork. Yeah. On uh, our drive. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Yeah. So good. It's like, well, I'm only getting five hours of sunlight today, but still, <laughs> I feel full of energy. I feel yeah. full of life. Yeah. Iceland. Hey, I could talk about Iceland forever. And, you know, b- big picture, though, with touring behind the first album and getting out there and probably being able to see a lot of the world that you hadn't seen before. Like, how did that shape your mindset? Did it shape the mindset as much as you think, like, really influencing how the new album came out? I think so. I think traveling just changes you and um, you kind of, I don't know, you can, you consume so much and you're unaware of that until you come home and then it's like you open a fresh can of pop or something and then all the fizz comes out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, you subconsciously are taking in all this information. Yeah. We were pretty fired up after coming back. Yeah. And... Um, yeah. I don't know. When you come home, you're in this like weird emotional state of like, you don't feel like you're part of your, your little home society anymore. It's like life continues on without you and people do things and like almost they're used to you not being around. So you like, don't, I found like people don't really call. They're just like, Oh, I thought you're on tour. And then when you're on the road, you kind of like miss home. So then when you're back home, you're in this weird headspace of like, where do I belong? What do I do? And so it's like kind of good for writing or something because you're a little bit like spacey in a way. And you sort of, I don't know, that's all of that emotion just like, I don't know, it just affects the songwriting and um, yeah, just meeting people and like seeing a geyser, you know, like in a way seeing pure beauty, you're like, mm-hmm. wow, that's another piece in my brain that's like somehow going to affect a song a year from now and you don't realize that but it like you're i don't know it's almost like touring is like living the internet like yeah just in the fact like the internet if you're like scrolling through you're just like going from topic to topic and seeing Mm -hmm. all this different stuff and in a way touring is like it's all like short term oh we're in this country we're doing this thing we're meeting this person that you're kind of getting that same you know a bunch of content a into your brain, but it's life experience. Yeah. It's kind of exactly. weird. So then when you come back, it's like, all right, let's be creative and make something because yeah. you're all fired up. And like your bandmates are the only ones that really know what just happened. So mm-hmm. you're like, <laughs> you all come back and you can work together because like, you know what you went through or so, I don't know. Yeah. There's some sort of relatability in that because you grow all together and then like you also, I don't know, fall apart together when you come home. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make an album. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yeah, so as you were mentioning, a specific part of these travels and how it influenced the album, tell me about meeting Tanya and how that came Mm -hmm. together. Yeah, we met her. We were literally on the plane to Iceland and... I was waiting in line to use the washroom, and so was she. And she just, like, is this very magical human who was like, hello, what's your name? And I was like, "Uh, I'm Jasmine. And uh, from then on, we just, like, so her band we sort of knew as well, and we were all staying at the same hotel. And so was Father John Misty. Remember that? We saw him. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, we just all hung out that weekend and, like, kind of, drank together and like had a real time and then we always wanted to work together and when this song scream happened it just seemed like she would be the perfect human to put on it you know yeah and so it was all pretty natural and we've kept in touch like her and i she moved to toronto so it's like we hang out and um so it was cool to have her sing on the on the album and she's very amazing (laughs) yeah she's a killer musician yeah and that was she just came in and did two takes and i mean she was on bjork's album uh yeah you know full circle but uh yeah she's got a crazy crazy voice yeah beautiful and just so improvisational and Mm -hmm. reactionary to the music and to the room and to the you know her own emotions that she's able to just she takes on the emotional, like... But it just turns on and then off. Like, yeah. she'll be so chill and be like, okay. Yeah. And like eating a salad, do... like, relaxed, and then like, all right, let's go record. And then it's suddenly you're in, like, this... the craziest, yeah. you know, depths of emotion. And yeah. Just, Raw. you know, a mix of scary and sweet and all the emotions at once. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we'll drop in a little bit of scream in a second so the listeners know Mm -hmm. what we're talking about here. But yeah, from listening to her vocals, I can imagine what an experience it would be like watching her go through that in a live setting. Were you just sitting there watching her in the studio deliver those vocals? Yeah, we we were sitting in the booth upstairs, but it was amazing to even just hear her through the speakers because, you know... I don't know, you listen to, we listen to our own music a lot through them, but when you hear her throat singing, it honestly, like, hits you, it comes through the speakers, and, like, I don't know, I've never experienced that. Um, it was so much more powerful so than much more any powerful than any kit, instrument. Sure. You, like, her voice is so powerful and dominant, and then, I don't know, just hearing it live, it was like, wow, this is so powerful. 
And then she did two takes, and we used them both and just panned them left and right. And so she's performing with herself. Yeah. So she's improvising to the track, and then the next take, she's improvising to herself and the track, and then it's done. And she's pretty relaxed. She's like, whatever you want to use, just edit it. But then we heard it. We're like, we don't really want to edit this. She's like, take some out or just use the good parts. Yeah, use the good parts, whatever you want. And then we were like, we need to use all of this kind of, you know, like you don't want to mask that and have it low in the mix. Yeah. And then Dave Neufeld, who's, he mixed that track and he is an extreme kind of person himself. So that's why he's a good person to mix it because he's not just like mildly mixing he'll put the good things really loud yeah. so yeah he mixed her nice and loud and tanya said to us like thank you for not mixing me quietly yeah <laughs> like, she's like usually me. people kind of like put her don't know what in to the... do sure or just kind of along with the drums and it was like no let's make this it's she's just as important as the lyrical content you know like she's bringing it to life in a different way so yeah And Jasmine, with your vocals in that song, with mm-hmm. your part, like, get on the table and scream your name, sounds like such an anthemic part. Like, t- take me through the meaning of that. Well, I think, you know, it is what it is. Like, I just feel like a, what's happening in the world right now, I just want, I don't know, women in particular to feel like they need to scream their name and, and be confident with who they are. And, um, yeah, I just was feeling, I think, like, kind of emotional when I wrote it and it was kind of after the election and I just I don't know it was just a reactionary mm. song of like what is going on and at the same time like well we have a platform and we're performing in front of people so use it in a way that is positive and um as honest as I can be about like my own thoughts of you know myself being a person in this world and our experience as musicians and I don't know, just sort of like organically came out, like scream your name. Yeah. Sure. And that ties in with what we were talking earlier about just organically making the shows better places for women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. I think that's important. And um, just making, yeah, say, uh, a nice space for, for everybody to come see music, totally. not even to have women and men feel like, oh, we can all listen to this music and it doesn't have to be like a genre specific sort of thing. It's like, I don't know, it's important. And it's just important to also just show more women playing in bands and like being more visible within the mainstream because a lot of it is dominated by men, so especially in rock bands. Especially in rock bands, yeah. So, you know, I hope that our band is able to like bring some some light to that and show young people like you can perform, you can shred on guitar if you want, like just because you don't maybe see yourself like in the mainstream doesn't mean you can't do it and like so it's all about i think just like the you know evolution of music and like pushing young like younger people to to make whatever they want to make and be whoever they want to be you know sure and i think in this cast you've given a lot of good advice for maybe someone listening who's just just starting a band who Mm -hmm. wants to be like that sort of artist that sort of band yeah 
I think it's cool. Like even if you see like St. Vincent, she's shredding on guitar and it's mm -hmm. important that young females see somebody that's like creative and is the boss and making her own music and she's a female and she's queer and she's badass and like that's cool and that's i don't know she's making some of the most interesting stuff these days you know so yeah new album just came out yeah yeah so i don't know that's how i feel about that stuff <laughs> yeah let's talk about the guitars on your album because it's, it's really interesting how they've come along since the first one a little bit more like focused on being like tight pop rock songs tell me about writing the guitar parts on this album I guess it, with this record, it was this song. I felt like the songs were so strong that I didn't want to pull too much attention at all times away from the lyrics and the melodies. I kind of wanted to be supportive, and um, and then save the the freakouts for the right emotional moment. So I, I guess you know this album it, it's more a song based, the songs first kind of thing, um, and so I got to do like be a little more Neil Youngy sometimes and like do some classic rock tropes in there too, which is kind of a fun thing to do because it's such a, you know, it sort of is a, a classic rock road record a little bit, but hmm. filtered through a female point of view is kind of an interesting thing. Cause that's such a male cliche of like, come on boys, get in the van. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so it was, you know, in a way like doing like, you know, classic rock, guitar cliches is kind of like a a, a tongue-in-cheek thing mm -hmm. too it's like wow i'm going full dad rock here i love it <laughs> it's just you know it's like oh here's the section where i get to play open chords and i can mm -hmm. do like windmill guitar yeah moves and stuff so it was not, it was important to me to do that stuff and also to like embrace simplicity and be like oh it's it's fun to just do this a g and d chord this is like full teen boy in his room like playing an acoustic guitar kind of thing so yeah, mm -hmm. Camp, more campfire songs this yeah. this time. Yeah, but then and, and then some freakouts. Yeah, I mean because we kind of talked about this when we were making the album, but having something like "Walk Away" that's a super polished song, such a good song. Thank you. <laughs> and then you can have something like "Scream," like you can have these extreme songs, and maybe the more polished you are on one allows you to be, you know, have these pockets of like. Yeah, it's all about um, contrast. Yeah, exactly. So. That was important to be like, if you're just all weird all the time, then nothing's weird kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, you want to freak people out by being normal sometimes mm -hmm. and then let her story, you know, carry the focus. So it's nice. I like uh, I like bands that kind of play it like Ween will play it straight and they'll have beautiful songs that have no jokes in them and then they'll have ridiculous. Yeah joke songs and they'll have stuff that sounds pretty and then stuff that sounds like complete garbage that's great yeah i think that's you know that's what you want i like when guitar players sometimes you're like are they the worst or are they the best <laughs> you know jimmy page was kind of like that sometimes he would wank and kind of suck and then he would rule and you're like yes <laughs> it makes both sides better i don't know just it's kind of life sometimes you suck and sometimes you rule put it all in the music if it's all good then you just sound like a perfect shredder cheese shredding yeah you sound like a cheese shredder Cheese shredder the standalone ones yeah. not the ones that you put you know the one that you just oh you, yeah you put over like I've, when I you're at a restaurant they're like shredding cheese Would you like some cheese yeah that's more of a parmesan man the olive garden shredder. yeah I'll, yeah oh i love olive garden <laughs> bread 
It's so good. We used to have Olive Garden in Canada, and then they got rid of it for some reason. And uh, but that was my like, you know, when you do well in your report card or whatever. Oh. <laughs> Initially, it was the Olive Garden. Like we would go there for dinner. But now it's well, not now. But it, then it turned into the Swiss Chalet, which is like our version of garbage. It's Olive a- Garden's better. Yeah. Yo, yeah. let's yeah. <laughs> let's drop in. It's, it's my favorite on the album. You mm. you guys mentioned it, and you play a little bit of it in the office for us yesterday. Let's drop in for listeners a little bit of walk away. Morgan, from talking to you, I'm definitely picking up on a lot of taking these guitar legends of the 60s and 70s, like your Jimmy Pages and Neil Youngs, and kind of disjointing them and repurposing them, translating them. That made me think of, you did a cover of Help by the Beatles. Tell me about how that came together. Mm-hmm. Well, ja- that was just, we did that at my apartment in GarageBand, and that was like, Jasmine's like, I feel like this song right now. I'm like, all right, let's record it. And that was a couple years back. And you know, that was just like one of many things that we had just kind of recorded kind of for just fun. recorded it for fun. And then we eventually released it. I don't know. It, it, it's funny to cover the Beatles in a way, too, because they're so, I don't know. It's like the Bible or something. Bible. It's like Untouchable. We're covering the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, covering the Bible. <laughs> covering like the to, Bible. I'd like to hear that. Uh, so then it's like, oh, what what would be our take on yeah. that? Yeah. It's interesting because we, yeah, we did a cover of Drag Me Down by One Direction as well. Yeah. Which, funnily enough, like, yeah, that's the one a lot of people like. Well, actually, both of them, I don't know. People like to hear you try different songs. And I feel like it's kind of a, it's a fun game to see if you can, if you can make it sound like your own song in a way. Like, how do you contort the the lyrics or like the melody in a way and like, and add some drum mm-hmm part that makes it sound like weaves Mm -hmm. I don't know but it was like kind of just for fun so we weren't help me if you can I'm feeling down and I do I think we touched on a lot of cool stuff. That was just about everything I had on my end. Is there anything Sick. else you guys wanted to hit on? Um, what do you What do you want to get off your chest? I mean, the album was really fun to make. We, you know, Gasoline also was like a kind of improvised song. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And um, people should listen to it. Wide Open, the song. Is, oh yeah. Uh, one that. It's a good one. I think is yeah. Good really lyrics. Like that. that one's pretty proud of that one. And when is David um, Lynch going to call us oh to play gosh. that song mm. in the n- next? Is there going to be another Twin Peaks? Mm. If there is, we want to play that song yeah, in sure. the bar. That would be a good yeah. one. Well, you shout him out on the podcast. Yeah, there we'll we get go. the word out. Yeah, yeah, get the word out. Helen Hunt. We'll, we'll get her. She'll play in the band. <laughs> She'll play <laughs> pedal steel. With, yeah. Helen Hunt on pedal steel. 
Yeah, with a, tor- a, a tornado behind her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, CGI. David Lynch could do that, like a little mini tornado. Oh, a mini tornado. Yeah, in a box with a key. Wow. Yeah. Open up the box. Let the tornado out, Helen. Let the tornado out. <laughs> We're calling up David Lynch, M. Night Shyamalan, a lot of Limp story Biscuit. filmmakers here, Limp Biscuit, maybe P.O.D. Yeah, yeah oh, I think P.O.D. P.O.D. I think so. <sighs> P.O.D. for sure. Where are they? I don't know. What is, They've got to do a reunion tour. What does P.O.D. Yeah, I don't stand think they're for? payable on death. Yeah. Oh. They're religious. Oh. Those boys. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Those boys. Those religious boys. Those religious boys. Corn. I was just thinking like dreadlocks of the 90s. Oh, yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> Adam Duritz. Yeah, that's the other one. These are all white dreadlocks, which is not that cool. Not the guy from PODs. Oh, really? I think they're Something's going on. Spanish, Hispanic or something. Okay. Um, something's going on, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways. Yeah. Lisa Bonet. Good mm. dreadlocks. Yeah, she's so cool. Honestly, she still is. Yeah. Beautiful. We covered it. Yeah. We got it. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. So that's it. That's the show. Thank you so much to Weaves for coming by. Again, uh, Wide Open is the name of their new album. It came out in October on K9 Records. And they also have an older one before that. They have one other album. Uh, if that one's self-titled. came out a couple years prior. And uh, if you need a go-to track to get started with that one, Cuckoo is uh, my favorite old cut from Weaves. So, uh, yeah, again, thanks to those... Thanks to Weaves for coming by. Glad we could make this episode happen. I caught their show after the talk you just heard. They were playing Rough Trade in Brooklyn that night. They're great. Jasmine has a really, really uh, strong way of getting a crowd going, engaging an audience. They have a bunch of U.S. shows coming up in February, so you can still check them out. They're touring with Pale Hounds in the U.S. in February, so check out those dates. They're on their website. And next week on the podcast, Emo Week, we have a talk with Tom Mullen good friend of mine a fellow podcaster who runs the podcast slash twitter account slash dj night washed up emo which is also now a book and uh, the first there's going to be several books for washed up emo but the first emo book is out now and uh, next week's episode on the podcast is me diving deep into state of emo in 2017 the artists that tom interviewed for this book a lot of seminal emo artists like chris caraba and matt pryor Promise Ring guys, Get Up Kid guys, a lot, a lot of a lot of good stuff from that world. We talked about the past, what's coming up, our favorite albums. So it's a, I think a good good chance to hear me and a kindred spirit nerding out about this stuff. Uh, so that's in store for the Alternative Facts podcast. To make sure you get that next week, you can subscribe to the show. Search for hashtag Alternative Facts, all one word. Um, on in iTunes, on the podcast app of your phone, wherever you get podcasts, and subscribe. 
get next week's episode and next year's automatically. And also give me a follow on Twitter to get more up-to-date, specific stuff. My uh, handle is at cpain on a plane, or C-H-R-I-S-P-A-Y-N-E to just search for my name. Um, just I'm just always riffing on stuff that's coming up with the podcast and other things in my billboard world. And uh, so, yeah, good way to get in touch. Drop a line about what you think about the show. So that's all I have for you guys. I'll see you next week. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.